it up, people. It's time for another incredible episode of BJJ's Board Game Alliance, episode number 76. I am your host, Joey Dragon Highlord. Oh, dear Lord. Yes. Vermin, Verminard? Verminard? <laughs> you actually yes. got it right. Really? After stumbling. Oh, oh, why? So, well, you know, another victory for us. Ah, uh, you know, I'm thinking 50 50 on this one, Sean. <laughs> I went with Dragonflight, Need Dragons. Yeah, you know what? It, it's a theme for you yeah. know a potential episode that's happening right now. <laughs> a little small spoiler. With me, of course, is Josh Utley of the Omega Gamers. Hey, how's it going? Oh, it's going great. Sean at Persona of the Think 12 Games joins us. Oh, hey, hey. Hey, he's still our nemesis. He's still hanging out. Running Ooh. the boards, the lovely Vicky Barcelona. Hi. And we have another special guest. Oh, the same special guest, actually. Ethan Lind from Zulus is joining us again Woo! for another great episode. Well, good to be back. Yay! <laughs> we couldn't get him to leave. He didn't want to leave. He has peanut butter pie and amazing games. Wait, you brought pie? <laughs> let's not. No. Let's not stop no! on this. Well, you know what? Kick him out of here, guys. He no, I feel like uh, the reason he hasn't left and wanted to quote unquote stay here is because we tied him to his chair. Oh, he can't leave. it does help. Well, you know. It's only kind of forced. <laughs> uh, Josh, how can the lovely Geek Nationals get a hold of us? Uh, go to bjgeeknation.com. You get all the podcasts, blogs, interviews, videos, links, and more. more. You can also check out Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, radio.com, or iTunes, where look, send us a note. Please and we comment. will And uh, we will uh, maybe read them. Five stars, please. <laughs> if they're mean, I'm going to cry. So don't write mean stuff. But if, if they're, they're funny, we're going to read them. If yeah. they're nice, I'm going to cry because I have a big heart. Aww. Aww. Well, one day you can go to the doctor and get that checked out. I know I will. I don't like this. <laughs> uh, for those of you who didn't listen to the last episode, Ethan has an awesome Kickstarter, well, what would you call it, Ethan? Program? Service? <laughs> yeah, you could call it a service, I suppose. Doing a service for you to save money. Exactly. So, yeah. Yes. If you That's want to not, yeah, if you don't want to pay those hefty delivery fees on Kickstarter, which we know up to geez, $60, $70 sometimes, oh, yeah. uh, Ethan will gladly hook you up with a board game with all the perks. All you got to do is contact him. What was the email again, Ethan? It's uh, zulusgames.ks at gmail.com. Awesome, awesome. And if, again, I highly recommend listening to our last episode. You can hear all of our lovely antics. Uh, we made fun of everyone. <laughs> and all the information pertaining to this program. And a moment of silence for all those kickstarting in Australia that has to pay that shipping. <gasps> and moving on. All right. Josh. <laughs> yes. This weekend special. Sean. Yeah. Can you wait? I you can't, can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm so excited. Wait. What is going on, guys? I stopped waiting. I'm there now. Whoa. <laughs> they keep asking me to leave. <laughs> Future Josh is fancy. Uh, Dragonflight 40 at the Bellevue Hilton. Oh, yeah, baby. 16th, 17th, and 18th. This is one of our bigger local cons that runs uh, nonstop. 24-7, baby. What? 24 3 but, you know. 24-3. Well, I'm going to be there seven days. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already there. <laughs> Sean's camping outside. Your thing twelveing too, right? Yeah, thing twelve's gonna have a booth there. Ooh, Ooh will nice. they be able to? What games will they be able to demo? There's gonna be a ton of games to demo. We're gonna have Dice of Dragons, the brand new one that uh, Badger's been working on. Dragons. Uh, we're gonna have some early prototypes for Seas Like Cthulhu and our Dino game, and we've got a whole ton of really cool stuff. Partners that we've partnered with, uh, like Stormare Games and some other companies, and we're gonna have some really awesome specials on games as well. Ooh, what's, nice. What one game do you want to play the most? Demo for people. Uh, I really want to demo Dice of Dragons with people. Uh, it's doing some different things, that, and I want to see what people think about it. And you know, we got a lot of work to do on it, but it's going to be fun. So I know that when you've demoed, uh, you know, the dinosaur game, you guys, you usually dress up like an archaeologist. Are you going to be dressing up for this? Uh, I got to figure out if I can find a dragon costume. I'm sure <laughs> oh, I can we help. 
can you. find you a dragon. Oh, <laughs> how do you feel about onesies? <laughs> oh, I'm all about the onesie, baby. All right, we can find this. I got this. At the very worst, we'll find you some plastic wings or something. There you go. <laughs> well, most or all of us or some of us will be at Dragonflight every day, probably all night. If you can't see us, just listen. And when you hear the yelling, you're going in the right direction. Right. <laughs> the table flipping. But feel free. Stop by. Say hi. Play no, a game. Games are expensive. You don't flip games. Oh, sorry. Um, sorry. Sorry. My bad. My bad. You need to play more games. I was going to say, I'm talking about BJ because he's the one that's going to be there. He doesn't flip tables. He just raises his voice more He flips more. out. I, <laughs> out. I have go. been witness. I've actually never seen anybody flip a table. Like, I mean, been. the closest was somebody like getting really mad at this charity poker tournament I played at. By the way, I don't know how to play poker. <laughs> <laughs> so he was real mad at me. <laughs> I kicked the baby gate. Wow, a baby gate? <laughs> Hopefully there were no babies in the area. There were no babies in the area. Long time ago, long story, I'm over it. <laughs> I've tipped chairs. I think that's the worst thing I've done. The stand up and the chair just poof, right See, behind you. See, that's not you. your fault. You're just aggressively standing. Animated. <laughs> you could say maybe angry that BJ attacked me. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, there's also a silent auction. There's a vendor's hall. Dragonflight's really fun. You get to see all the peoples. And uh, there's a movie viewing room. In case you want to take a break, nice, cool, air-conditioned room playing movies nonstop. They call it a movie viewing room, but really it's a nap room. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is. Lord of the Rings is playing. I'm going to go watch the trilogy. I'll be right back. <laughs> uh, have they had the silent auction before? Yes, they've Ooh. had the silent auction the last few years that I've gone. And uh, when you go, like, what kind of stuff have you seen them auction off? Is it all just games, oh, or do everything. they have some really cool stuff? Uh, everybody gets to kind of, you can sign up to participate in the silent auction, so you can bring in your games, and it's kind of a way to do consignment, really. Oh, so. okay. Because when I think of silent auctions, I think of, like, stuff that I can't afford. Oh, yeah, like the super awesome, like, Flea's here as our auctioneer today, which I has happened at Comic-Con before. <laughs> Wait, Flea? I went to a Comic-Con auction simply because Flea was auctioning. From Red, Red Hot, Hot Chili, Chili Peppers. Peppers. Wow. <laughs> I was like, I have to see this. Um, oh, wow. Why Jesus. wasn't Vicky there? <laughs> I bought nothing. I just sat there and went, wow. Is it cool that I like him more just because he was on yes. uh, Wild Thornberries? Yes. More so than he's Flea. Who from did he play <laughs> on Wild Thornberries? He's the little wild child. Oh, I didn't know that. I forget his name. Donnie, I think. Donnie. <laughs> Donnie. <laughs> that was him. <laughs> Sorry. Anyways. I love silent auctions only because of the fact I get my hopes up, even though I know I'm not going to win them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I, maybe I'll get this for the price I want to pay. But silent auctions are great because you can look like you're participating. I'm right? just going to write down my bid. Nobody look at this. One dollar. One dollar, please. <laughs> there you go. I'm participating. <laughs> Awesome, and yes, like we said, if you do see us, come say hi. Uh, We'll probably be doing a lot of Facebook Lives also, so if you don't get to go, you'll get to kind of experience it that way, secondhand gaming. Again, that's at the Bellevue Hilton in Bellevue, Washington. And dragonflight.org for more information. Yes. I love information. More. (laughs) All right, next up we have some... Special delivery! I had come in from Kickstarter, uh, Everdale Pearlbrook from Starling Games. That uh, sounds fancy. It's a you're you're gonna love it because I'm gonna make you play this game. Of course you are. This is a worker placement. Okay. This is the best worker placement to teach somebody board games in the history of worker placement games. Oh. You start out with two workers and not much in front of you. So really, it's just to put the thing out, get some stuff. But by the end of the game, you have six workers and now and a frog ambassador because the pearl brook is a brook. Next to the Everdell tree. Uh, Everdell is great. The, there's uh, awesome cards, um, all wooden meeples. The edition I got has metal money and even more coolness. 
because uh, I backed it at the awesome level. It came in about a month earlier than what it said wow. uh, expected for the uh, Kickstarter. I actually did get a chance to play this one already because that's how much I was looking forward to it. Uh, it's a great game. I highly recommend people getting it. I love this idea that when you get your Kickstarter games early, you're not expecting them. <laughs> so yeah. you just get a package and you're like, "What? I didn't, no, I didn't order anything. To be fair with Kickstarter, when you get it on time, you're not expecting it. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, I suppose, yeah. This is like me when I get drunk and I start buying stuff on Amazon and then packages start showing up. What did I buy? Oh, my God. That was me on Prime Day. All of a sudden, I have a bunch of messages from my apartment building, and they're like, you have 10 locker codes. And I'm like, I didn't buy 10 things, so how do I have 10? And then I look back at my history, and I'm like, oh, my God, I just clicked order all on the cart. I forgot it ordered everything that was in my cart. Oh, God. <laughs> Whoops. But, hey, it was cool because it all showed up. Merry Christmas. Hooray. Unless you had in your cart one day, I'm going to get this 85-inch TV. Oh, yeah, exactly. Oh, boy. Today wasn't the day. Sean, you had one come in, right? I actually so did. So you had a... Uh... Special delivery! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got in Dead Man's Cabal by Pandasaurus Games and Daniel Cabal. Newman. <laughs> Cabal. Pandasaurus Games? Yes. Is yep. that a panda dinosaur? Yes. It is a velociraptor with little panda ears. <laughs> Deadly yet cute. <laughs> yes, right? <laughs> Pandasaurus oh makes God. some great games. At uh, Gen Con, they actually had someone show up at their booth wearing a raptor costume with little panda ears. That was pretty awesome. <laughs> someone cosplayed the, the pandasaurus. I like it. Uh, so Dead Man's Cabal is actually this really kind of dark-themed game where you're acquiring skulls and you're placing these skulls out uh, to pay for raising dead bodies. Uh, the, the theme behind it is that you're throwing a party, but... You don't have any friends, so <laughs> you're going to make your own friends like of dead bodies. <laughs> it is like Josh's Jesus. bodies. <laughs> Josh Khan. Sorry, the, that was a thing. The components in this are really amazing. Like, the skulls are 3D skulls, and they're all different colors. They're really nice quality. Um, you set the board up. Uh, basically, it's sort of like an action selection. So I'm going to do a thing out in this space, and then that's I'm the only one that can do that. And then I do a different thing. But that different thing that I do, everybody else can do it as well. So you're sort of like, well, let's see, if I do this, it's going to help everyone else do it. So you have to kind of like figure out like what other people are doing. So you get one for you and one for them. Because <laughs> uh, you also get that other one that everybody else gets. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's a lot kind of going on. But it's not super difficult to, uh, to understand. Really cool game. We had a lot of fun playing it. Um, yeah, just fantastic game. This is a new one that's going to be coming out. Uh, it was... I think about a month late in delivery, but really, I mean, that's, I consider that on time in like the Kickstarter world. Oh, yeah, definitely. They're usually pretty good about telling you, too. You know, they're like, hey guys, we're working on it, don't worry. Yeah, and they said they were very up, you know, upfront about uh, communication, and, you know, we got emails like, hey, this is when it's going to be arriving, and tracking numbers and all that. So, uh, Pendasaurus is a really good company to, uh, to back if you're looking at their stuff. And oh, I feel yeah, like if, if, if something's going to be late, as long as they're communicating with you, it's, totally fine. Yeah. Yeah, because it's not like you guys don't have board games to play. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, next, PJ got in one called uh, Volfirion. Volfirion. So Volfirion. I read this and thought it was... delivery! <laughs> I swear, I thought it was Valeria the movie. <laughs> and I'm like, I didn't know they made a board game. It might be pretty cool. And then I just read it again. I'm like, man, I cannot spell sometimes. <laughs> or read. 50-50. Uh, <laughs> it's a card game. It came in about a month late, but not. that's not terribly bad. Uh, the cards are a little standard poker card finish. Um, uh, they have a really great dragon meeple. Which yeah. I got. 
Did you get the mini? I got the mini. Oh, yeah. yeah. You also had the option to get the dragon mini. <laughs> Raise your hand if you're surprised. And there are none. Okay. <laughs> but even the meeple looks nice. It's yeah. got the cool highlights. Not not a fully paint, just kind of a, a, a shadow highlight. Yeah. Looks really nice. Uh, we haven't got a chance to play with one yet, but, but judging by the art, I'm really looking forward to it because dragons... I don't know why, but dragon art always seems like the best. Something about it really, like, just really builds that fantasy for you before you even get into the game. You yeah. would say that, Berminard. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> uh, and then BJ got in, and Vicky's going to love this one. Human Punishment Project Hellgate. He backed to get the core game and the expansion. This did come in early by about uh, two, two months. Wow. Special delivery. <laughs> really, I'm, I'm knocking these cues out of the park. I'm loving, I'm loving these. Well, see, eventually I we're like going to get Vicky to do her impersonation of special delivery. Ooh, oh, yeah. yeah. Fat bastard. I know, but we want to hear your fat bastard. No. <laughs> <laughs> this one has been described as the more gamerly uh, resistance or secret Hitler. Special delivery. <laughs> I'm not doing it because I'm saying no. Special delivery. <laughs> Special delivery. Absolutely freaking not. <laughs> I have heard that this one is uh, a very good. I have not got a chance to play it yet. There's lots of roles, lots of Oh, trust me, you will end up playing it. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, I know. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's Human Punishment uh, by Gadget Games. And Do you walk through the Hellgate? It looks awesome. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, the art in this was really cool. It's one we talked about uh, before on one of our Quickstarters. Kick- so. Quickstarter. Yeah. Sounds like delivery. we have a game with play. We have so many games to play at Dragon Con. What are we going to do, guys? I think uh, Vicky's just going to keep hitting special delivery <laughs> until she gets to play Human Punishment. Oh, special man. delivery. No. <laughs> For those who don't know, never listened before. I'm not a big fan of the Resistance or. Any kind of social deduction. social deduction game because BJ's ruined them for me. I used to be cool with them, <laughs> and now it's like eh. uh, last year's 4X Con, not to be confused with Vicky Con, which is 40X. Yes, uh, <laughs> Ethan, you got to play some uh, Secret Hitler into the wee hours with BJ. I, I did till about what four or five in the morning. I All actually, I know is about 1 a.m. Caleb was screaming at BJ. <laughs> <laughs> I do know I went to sleep because I had a really bad headache. And so I woke up. And I'm like, this is the same game you were playing when I went to sleep? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. how was your experience playing with Mr. P.J. Shea? Oh, man. I I didn't know it, that that version of him existed. <laughs> I feel like people either are tickled pink because they think it's hilarious or they're just terrified. Fair. Fair. Yes. So it's funny because B.J., you know, when he's on the radio, he he even says it. It's like he's an actor. He yeah. puts on a different persona. So when people see him play those games, they think he's being like honest him. And I'm like, no, no, no. He's in you know online what? radio mode right now. Like <laughs> yeah. he's trying he's trying to rile you up and shake you. He's not being serious. I've had multiple people come up to me. They're like, I thought he was really mean at first until someone had explained to them. It's like, no, no, no. Like, please, like, don't think that's who he is. That's him playing a game. Yeah. That's a strategy, and I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> well, the funniest thing, like, I saw, I saw him do that one time and he was just like going off on someone and they just uh, had that deer in the headlights look and they got done and he was like you did a really good job buddy yeah. Yeah. Like, super nice and he's like you just see their bewilderment on their face like what is going on Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde I feel like he needs to have we should make him like especially for any con Dragonflight all that a little laminated sheet kind of like the shaming dog memes <laughs> have him wear it around his neck 
And it's like, do not judge me for what I say during a game. Yes. (laughs) Or something like that. So so what happens in resistance stays in resistance? Exactly. I mean, this is why I don't play anymore because I can't keep it there. We we also seen the other side. We did play with a guy that before the game was over, he was like, "Uh, no, I'm done. And he got up and left. He went home. Yeah. The rest of us were still playing. Well, he also wants to start at 1 a.m. when we play these games. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, actually, my niece broke BJ in the resistance. How old is she? Uh, at the time, she was 15. Wow. Her and my sister were stand-up screaming back at BJ <laughs> to the point where he had to cover his ears, and BJ has hearing aids, and say, whoa, settle down. And we whoa. were like, what? Wow. Damn it, we should have filmed this. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I've awesome. never seen BJ break in the resistance like I did that Damn, time. Damn, I thought it would have been amazing to see. I would have played if I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> BJ would be the best D&D player because he would always be in character. <laughs> you know, oh, yes. He would never break it. He'd be that crabby innkeeper yelling at you. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Right? Guys, I see the call light on the board. That means our next guest is here. Well, guys, with us today, we have Zayn Memon uh, with Shawson Games. Uh, he's on Kickstarter right now. Sean, we've heard a bunch of this from BJ. Uh, what do, can you tell us a little bit about this game, Zane? So Shasan is a political strategy game for three to five players where each player is a politician in the middle of an election campaign. At the core of it, Shasan is an area control game where everyone's trying to capture as much territory as possible. But the driving economic mechanism for the game is answering policy questions. In every turn, every player is asked an opi- a political opinion and depending on, on uh, how they respond to that, from one of the two options on the card, uh, they get resources. This could range anywhere from uh, campaign funds for being pro-industry or media attention for being outrageous. That's awesome. And you're currently at Gen Con, correct? Yes, I'm at Gen Con. Uh, how have you been enjoying Gen Con? And how's the, have you been, uh, been able to demo the game at all or anything? Yeah, so Gen Con happens to be my first uh, convention ever. Well, you picked I a did, good one. <laughs> yeah, I picked the biggest one, right? I, I walked right into the storm. <laughs> uh, and uh, it's amazing. It is like it is amazing that uh, table to- uh, that everyone from the tabletop industry shows up here once a year and has such an amazing time. Unlike any other convention in any other industry, it's the most positive, uh, receptive, and uh, welcoming com- community there is. I've been demoing the game uh, uh, throughout the convention. We have I've gone through it's, it's around forty demos already. Uh, of the game, and for a game that approximates around over 90 minutes, that's that's something. People have been coming back to the table again and again. Uh, the response has been showing up on my Kickstarter. So yeah, it's been the best tabletop experience of my life. That's awesome. Really happy to hear that. The game looks really yeah. cool. Uh, and one of the things that really mm-hmm. intrigues us about the game is that whole like political aspect. The mm-hmm. uh, the fact that you're kind of working against people. Do you want to really kind of dig into that? Like, um, what is the the driving mechanic of this? Like, what's what's the interesting aspect that really kind of grabs people? So, uh, unlike other role playing games, you don't pick a character when you start out. Uh, you every turn you answer a question, and depending on how you answer your question, you start. Uh, building a platform and as the, as the game evolves and as you go forward you uh, turn into an ideologue which unlocks your, a, new set, a unique set of powers for you uh, so like I said your character is based on, on your beliefs and your, and your viewpoint or at least what you're saying your beliefs are and that's what uh, uh, ultimately determines what strategy you're going to go forward with 
so you could be come you could be a supremo and go ahead with a very aggressive strategy or be an idealist and be a little more uh uh, uh calmer with your policies and your play style that's incredible that's not i mean as far as board gaming goes that's very new to me i would never think mm-hmm. of uh doing something like political but also kind of like you have to build yourself up almost as you're playing the game almost like a social aspect mm-hmm. as well yes i wanted the theme to be very very um uh a uh, very uh, very evident in the gameplay i wanted every mechanic to be thematic uh and that's why i decided that it should it should just reflect the journey of a politician as they go through the campaign and you got that into a board game <laughs> which is crazy <laughs> yeah it was i turned it into a board game because my fundamental uh uh starting point was this i it was difficult for me to have conversations with my friends and family about politics without it becoming really really aggressive uh and pointless and that's uh that's a self uh, perpetuating uh, cycle that just causes more toxicity in the environment so i thought what is it that i can do to help facilitate better conversations between people and i started building shasan because i knew the power of tabletop games of getting people to sit across the table from each other and have fun while engaging in a theme I think that's incredible, to be quite honest, because I, I feel that same way. Whenever you talk politics with anyone, it kind of just mm-hmm. degrades into like an argument where there's about mm-hmm. changing opinions, where if you put mm-hmm. it into a game where it's more about teaching about the systems and how politics works and how people can communicate mm-hmm. with each other, mm-hmm. I mean, I can't think of a better way to, to brand it, essentially. Yeah, and again, the word teaching is very loaded because people assume that when you're teaching someone something or, or showing them the works, it's going to be an academic and boring exercise. For designing Shasen, we uh, we did the exact opposite. We said the game has to be fun at first, and then after making it fun, let's see what all we uh, what insights we can cram into it. So when people are playing Shasen, and you can check out our Facebook and Twitter handles, people are having fun. People are laughing, uh, getting uh, getting riled up, all kinds of things, all kinds of emotions come out on the table. It's a it's a great ninety uh, minute experience. But yeah, it's uh, the. Seeing behind the smoke and mirror of politics comes in through the fun, not through a boring academic exercise. You've got a really cool-looking board too. It, it's got sort of a, mm-hmm. a, an abstract look to it, but it's mm-hmm. very like a really cool um, illustrative approach that you've taken with it. I mean, the art looks really, really nice. The all the illustrations and design on the boards and stuff look really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. I had the privilege of working with this amazing visual designer named Somit Lahiri, who. Uh, who is an ace at everything from type design to character illustrations to uh to abstract art so he it's entirely him the visual language of the game and it's uh uh the 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 decision we went ahead with was we want something clean we want something sharp and we want something modern uh and i'm glad that people are receiving it so well I mean, definitely. It seems I think you nailed it on that. And I mean, when you were talking about building a game first and then a kind of a teaching mechanism second, I think that's great because that also builds a lot of depth in the replayability of the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and with you play with different players, you kind of see how people interact differently, especially in the political world. But I mean, in your game, that way they can learn. Okay, well, this makes sense. I should be doing this when I want to play this type of a character, or, mm-hmm. or you know, and vice versa. So, I mean, that's a a great way to wrap uh, a learning device into a fun way and fun. game yeah and replayability was paramount we wanted to make sure that it's not a one time experience that you bring to your table and then never think about so what we did was make the game super firstly structure the game on three levels there is a political insight level where you have gauge what resources each policy will get you 
after which there is an abstract area control game that opens up when you start placing votes on the board and the final layer layer is the social dynamic of of battling it out with other people managing aggressing managing people's expectations cracking deals uh and to top that off we made sure the game was modular so right now on kickstarter if you back the game you get the american uh, political campaign you also get the indian political campaign you get the future 2040 political campaign so politics 20 years from now wow and what that would look like and we also get we uh, get the rome 40 bc campaign that is politics of 40 years ago of, of 2040 years ago so you understand the the birthplace of democracy where we are right now and where we are headed by playing the four different campaigns that's incredible and the plan is to launch more campaigns in the in the near future I, you know that I man I can't even I'm trying to wrap my head around what it would be like to try to go 40 years into the past. <laughs> that's that's Sorry, amazing. I meant 2040 years in the back. Oh, the okay. Past. So it's 40 BCE Rome. So when the Roman Republic was about to collapse. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. That's and then in the future as well. You said. <laughs> yeah, and the, and for, and I decided 2040 because 2040 is a is a time period that we can reasonably hypothesize. But uh, anything further than that, that would just be super speculative and not grounded in any sort of reality. Yeah, that makes sense. Now I noticed that uh, you're at the time of this recording, you're at about 145k of your goal, which you know, again, like we said, was just crushing, and so that's awesome. Mm-hmm. But one of the things I've noticed that's really cool with your campaign is that um, while you've been unlocking different stretch goals, this you've kind of like split into this um, offering people different ways to get uh, two different finals. So there's a, a mm-hmm. final that is based on a raising a certain amount of money with a Kickstarter, and then finals that are based on people doing stuff uh, through social media, uh, tagging uh, you with. Uh, Hashtag S H A S N, and uh, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Sure. So we decided to structure the campaign just like real life politics is structured, uh, and we did that by running an election between the four ideologues in the game, and each ideologue requires a different thing. Uh, the the capitalist obviously wants you to raise more money, while the showman wants you to be louder, and the idealist <laughs> wants you to uh, engage in real world politics, and the supremo wants you to just show your authority to everyone else. That. So, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, so that's that's what we did, and uh, there's obviously trade-offs. If someone loses and someone wins, some things will be lost and some things will be won. And the community has been very receptive. It was very experimental going in, and uh, a few people advised me against doing it. And I said, no, let's let's engage the community in politics the way it's meant to be. And it's it's gone beautifully well. As a matter of fact, the entire campaign is done so well, and I didn't expect it. Uh, It started off with being a first-time creator from India doing a game on politics, and that seems like an up an uphill battle. <laughs> yeah. But the community has been so responsive. We funded within the first 24 hours, uh, and now yeah, we have around 600% funded, and we still have 12 days to go, including the last 48 hour spike. So I'm really, really happy that the community has been so welcoming of me and my work. So the final for uh, the the unlock stretch goals, uh, there's one called Hold the Throne, and that's with the capitalist, and the uh, uh, the showman is the Edge of Chaos. Uh, is there any information about what those are? Sure. So those are two game modes. Uh, Hold the Throne is a soft legacy kind of game where each game turns into a match, and when a player wins a match, to win the game, they have to uh, uh, play one more game and win it again. So they have to come into power. And stay into stay in power for one more match, and to help to help to aid them in doing that, they can now pass laws that can change the rules change rules in the game. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> so it's, it's like running for second term. Uh, <laughs> that's that's awesome. That's hold the throne. And the second one is Edge of Chaos, where certain actions uh, in the game increase or decrease chaos. Uh, and if the chaos goes past a certain point, everyone loses. So it's a statement on the status quo in the world and how politicians, no matter which side of the aisle, uh, ultimately at- attempt to keep the status quo and uh, not make the world plunge into what they would call chaos and anarchy. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Oh, Zane, this game sounds amazing. I love that it brings multiple cultures together, it brings politics together, and at the end of the day, you're going to be having fun and learning, which I think is very important in this day and age. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much. Where can people go? What's the quick starter link or your Facebook or anything like that to go help and look for more information about this? So we're on Kickstarter, so if you look for the game on Kickstarter, or just go to buyshasan.com, that's B-U-Y-S-H-A-S-N.com, you'll be able to find all the details on the game and you'll be on the Kickstarter page. Uh, we are alive till till the night of 16th August. So, uh, yeah, and that's and that's the only way to get the game right now. Awesome. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. I can't wait to play it. I hope I get to see it soon. Oh, we have a yeah, copy coming so in. Oh, awesome. Sweet. Thank you again so much, Zane, for joining us. God, we are killing it with these interviews, aren't we? Yeah, there's some amazing stuff that people have been calling in. It's great. Yeah. And speaking of Kickstarter, Sean, I think we've got some quick starters. Oh, yeah, baby. This one is for the Rockaholics. This is Guar versus Time. Is this have any relation to the band Guar? This is 100% relation to the band Guar. Yes. I, be- I was being a butthole, but that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's totally Guar. Uh, it's a deck building game set in the Guar universe. Uh, so this is actually the versus time this is going to cover like all the characters all the like wacky adventures and stuff that they have covered in their songs since the beginning wow that's a lot of stuff to cover yeah they have a very rich weird bizarre history um so this game has you know a lot of the key characters like they've got Odorous Yerungus, uh Rip, dear friend. Uh, <laughs> they've got Slimester Hyman. They've got Techno Destructo. You know all the classics plus newer stuff. Um, lots of crazy stuff going on. In this uh, it seems more like kind of a, um, a Dominion style deck builder. Oh, I love those games. Yeah, definitely very competitive. Looks really cool. The art is definitely in that Guar universe. You know they're very cartoony, uh, just super gory and bloody and 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 crazy and high and hysterical. Does it say how many cards they have? Because, I mean, if they're doing the whole time. There's a lot of cards in this game. <laughs> uh, let's see. I didn't see an actual number because they've been unlocking tons of stretch goals. Uh, they are currently uh, really just kind of killing it for what they started at. Their their goal was 10,000, and uh, they're currently at 24 as of this recording. That's called funded. <laughs> yeah, so definitely they've been unlocking stretch goals and lot, adding lots of cool new content to it. Um, it's going to play up to three to five players, so it's you know, a good uh, play group, and uh, I believe it plays in about an hour. No, so, it's not bad at all. Yeah. And this one's going to be ending on August 28th, so definitely get in there and get your guar fix. That's a special day for someone in this room. Yeah, it's my birthday! Yay! Oh, what's up? Look at that! The uh, project's going to find it, and he's going to have a birthday. That's <gasps> amazing. So, I mean, you can get me this for my birthday. I'm Ooh. not going to get upset, because guar's yeah. pretty badass. Guar is very badass. Next up is Fiasco by Bully Pulpit Games. Uh, remember Bully Pulpit getting mentioned in our previous podcast? I do. So this is their version of uh, Fiasco. Now, Fiasco is a very interesting role-playing game. 
Uh, it's not your typical D&D where you're going to use a bunch of dice to roll up a character. Uh, instead, what you're doing is you're creating a Coen Brothers-esque story with everybody. It's a story-driven hmm. game. So, for example... I'm going to have a character, and it's going to be themed to whatever theme we're playing in at the moment. Uh, my character is going to have a positive relation to you, Joey, and it's going to have a negative relationship to Vicky. Okay. She's going to have a positive relationship to me, and you're going to have a negative relationship to me. Oh, weird. So we have very conflicting goals, very conflicting uh, relationships, and it really creates this interesting triangle of, well, I really want to help this person out, but this person hates me and, and working against each other. This reminds me of like the game where you're all tied together and you have to like pull on the ropes together to try to get back and forth, but you can only go so far and some yep. people want to go in different directions. <laughs> oh, I like this kind of tension. Yeah, yeah. The stories that come out of this are really crazy, really fun. Uh, they always go terribly. Uh, <laughs> just like a classic Coen Brothers movie where everybody has lofty ideas and they just crumble and explode uh, tremendously. I so, love when chaos is the goal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, so what they're doing is they're taking that concept, that that book uh, game, and they're turning it into a card game. So oh. the cards are actually able to like sit in front of you and kind of direct where things go. So it makes it uh, a little more portable, um, gives you a little bit more information kind of upfront that you're not having to kind of keep in your head. So it's kind of cool. And they're adding some extra um, more stories and all that sort of stuff. Uh, it's a $10 for the digital copy. And if you want the physical print copy, it's 30. Uh, there's a ton of expansions that they're adding this, uh, like I said, more content, more stories, more uh, different kind of worlds that you can sort of play in. Uh, so you can just kind of increase your pledge. Currently, they're sitting at about 50K of their 10K goal. So there's... Bam! Yeah, <laughs> lots of good stuff they've been adding in. People are really uh, getting into this one. Uh, it's going to be ending on September 4th. Thank you again, Zane and Ethan, for joining us. Man, it's been an op- awesome episode. We have packs coming up. We're going to be off on the 20th, but please catch us again on the 27th for our whole preview for what we're going to be doing at PAX. Uh, Sean, Josh has left the building. I don't know where he is, but can you take us away? Oh, yeah. Play duplicitously. Ooh. Ooh.